Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast, giving leaders the tools and information they need to grow and change their world. Now here's your host, Dale Dixon. Leading yourself. Welcome to the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader. I'm your host, Dale Dixon. So good to be with you, Ron Price. Uh, we're doing this in both video for thecompleteleader.org and audio anywhere you like to listen to your favorite podcasts. Great to be with you, Dale. It's been a while since we've been together, and I'm, I'm excited about us reigniting these conversations that we're having. Absolutely. So it'd probably be helpful for our listeners and viewers to pull back the curtain a little bit. Let's talk about the hiatus, what happened, why, why we did it, because uh, I went back and we released a podcast in May uh, with Lori McNeil, and then radio silence. So uh, I'm, let's, let's talk a little bit about why and, and what, uh, what the new plan is. Yeah. Uh, thanks, Dale. So for, I think, I don't know that there were good reasons why sometimes things happen that are not intentional. And I think that's a little bit of what happened here, but I can tell you that we've done some great podcasts together. We've had some great conversations. I kind of felt uh, like the well was running dry for me. I know that my wife would say that never happens. I'm always willing to talk about something. But but I, I just felt like I needed a rest to reflect and to think about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And uh, obviously, the pandemic has been pivotal for a lot of people this year. It's, it's gotten us to slow down. It's gotten us to think about what we do and why we do it. And that's particularly been true for me. Uh, the combination of the pandemic and my age, I turned 67 this year, really has me in much more of a reflective mood. And it has me thinking about what do I want to do with the time that I have left, especially in terms of growing great leaders. Our, our mission or our purpose as an organization is to grow great leaders. And the reason that that's important to us is because we believe that in the midst of all the turmoil and all of the problems that exist in our world today, it's great leaders that change the world. And people learning how to understand and pursue and master their greatest potential is the greatest hope that we have to fix a lot of the problems that exist around us. So actually during this time, I've been re-energized, really reinvigorated about what we do, but now it comes down to how do we do it? And of course, the environment that we're in right now changes how we deliver it, but even more so for me, the stage of my life that I'm in and what I recognize is around the horizon uh, makes me think about how can I be of most service to other people? And I wanted to restart the podcast and really um, be personal, really have conversation with you. You and I have known each other for a long time. I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. I've seen you do so many great things and, and are, gosh, we're growing old together, Dale. Well, at least I'm the one growing old. You aren't yet. But, but I, just, oh, yes. I wanted this to become more of an intimate conversation with us about things that we care about, that we then invite other people to listen in on, and they can send their comments in, or they can, um, they, they can send us topics that they'd like us to talk about. So uh, during this time, I've been making a list, and I've got uh, over 40 different topics on my list right now of things that we could talk about. But I also want to hear what our listeners would like us to be talking about. 
Fantastic. So let's talk about some of the best ways to do that. So people are driving right now. You can hit a bookmark on the or pause the video um, on regardless of how you are consuming this information. But what's the best way folks should reach out and and talk the best to way us? to reach out to me is Ron at price associates.com. That's my email. Um I know that they could get you at info at daledixonmedia.com, and especially if they have other media things they're interested in doing. Absolutely. Um, yep. And, and they can always go to thecompleteleader.org, and we have info at thecompleteleader.org. Those emails don't go directly to me, but they eventually get to me. Okay. So those are the email addresses, and we'll repeat those at the end of the podcast. But I'm going to reiterate, Ron, we would love to hear from folks. It's uh Feedback is the breakfast of champions. We learn a lot about feedback and have some previous episodes on feedback that are coming to the top of my mind right now. And I'm thinking it would be great to get the feedback from listeners so that we can make these podcasts exactly what they need to be so that we're serving people to the best of our abilities. So, well, I'm excited about this. I was excited when I received the email from you and I thought, oh, wow, we get to start this up again because it, it has been a bit of a dry spell as far as the podcast goes. But I know both of us, 2020 went by in a heartbeat, um, and I know it was a very difficult year, but looking back, it's amazing what we have been through in the past uh, seven months, seven to eight months. So with that, let's dive in. We're talking about leading ourselves today, leading self, and I know that you you break this down into three phases for leaders. Let's talk through those first. Yeah, so I have to confess that at my age, I've become more of a philosopher, but I also want to be very practical. So hopefully we'll touch both parts of that. As I've observed first my own career, but even more so as I've watched and helped other people doing lots and lots of coaching and facilitating and training now, I've, I've recognized that for most people early in their career, it's all about how you present yourself. It's all about getting things done. It's all about leading yourself because what's going to build your personal brand, what will build your reputation and open up new opportunities to you is how you take care of yourself. Uh, so that has to do with how you manage your time, how you manage your emotions, your ability to follow through on commitments, all those kinds of things. And this happens almost universally in people's careers. The second phase of your career, which a lot of times we could call it mid-career inside an organization. Oftentimes it's an experience in middle management. Most of what you're wanting to focus on there is how you interact with and work with other people. It may be supervising people. It could be managing up. It could be relating to your peers or your customers or your suppliers. But it's about relationships and how you manage those relationships. And then later in most people's careers, especially if they have aspired to be as much of a leader as possible, they oftentimes move into some type of a senior leadership role. Now, it may be formal or it may be informal, but usually at that senior leadership level, what's really important is the kinds of decisions that you make, how you solve problems or how you think about the future. Because people at that stage of their career, when they make a decision, the impact of it is far reaching. You think about an organization that has a hundred employees and the decisions that the leader of that organization makes doesn't just impact those hundred employees, it impacts their families. So based on the 
average size family in the United States today, that's over 300 people that it's impacted. And then it impacts their customers and how many customers do they have? And it impacts their suppliers and it impacts their community. So that one decision could potentially be impacting at least thousands or tens of thousands of people. So um, I began to realize that if we think about how we develop ourselves early in our career, it, the most important thing to focus on is how you're developing yourself, how you're managing yourself. Later, it's how you work with others and still later, how you make those really important decisions. And I think back, I, we're going to have to talk about 2020 and the year that was and what we learned through that process. But um, I kept finding myself and thinking about managing myself, I kept coming back to circles of influence because it's so easy to get caught up in what's, what's happening on the news feed, what's happening you know, with the latest numbers, what's happening with election cycles, what's, and you can get completely sucked in to something that, has, that we have no direct influence or control over. Yes, we're interested in it, uh, but it doesn't get anything done for those people who are depending on us. And it doesn't necessarily help us make better decisions all the time either. Yeah. I think uh, when the pandemic first hit the first six weeks or so, I thought, okay, I've got to get myself prepared to handle whatever is about to come. Uh, there's There were so many unanswered questions in those early days, not about our health, about what happens in our communities, about what happens with businesses, for us about what was going to happen with our clients and our ability to serve them. And I, I went back to, when you mentioned Circles of Influence, you're referring to a book that we published in 2018 called Growing Influence. And it's actually, there are nine different leadership principles in that book. And in the Complete Leader Community, which is a, a, a subscription membership that we offer now, we're actually going through nine different months of focusing on one of those principles. In October, we focused on how do you better manage your circle of control, the things that I can take 100% responsibility for. And for me, it's become a, sort of a symbolic way of starting my day on my calendar each morning. The first two hours I have labeled as my circle of control. It's an appointment that I have with myself. For those two hours, it's about managing me, what we're talking about today. The next circle that we wrote about in the book is your circle of collaboration. And that's about things that you care about, but you can't get done by yourself. But if you could find other people who also care about them and have similar values, that by combining your efforts and complementing each other in terms of your skills and things, you could get more done. And then the third circle was the circle of um, concern. And those are all the things happening around us that we don't feel we have any control or influence over, but they eat our energy. So that's really about how do you manage that circle and not let it get too big. So coming back to that, uh, Dale, I really went deep, deeper into my circle of control during the first few months of the pandemic. And I, I reworked what was my morning routine. It's built of several tiny habits strung together. And it, that's become really the oasis of every day for me. It's really valuable. And for me to do it, it means it's from five to seven in the morning. So it does mean I go to bed earlier also. But this is, for, this is the most potent thing that I've come back to when it comes to leading myself during this time. Now, it's not everything. You still have to lead yourself through the rest of the day. 
But a lot of the things that I think of helping young leaders master fit into building this circle of control. Yeah, one of the things we have to decide, there's so many things we can do. We've got to decide what should we do? What are our priorities? And then we have to figure out how do we organize and execute on those priorities? How do we manage our time properly? And sooner or later, we also have to deal with how do you manage your emotions? Because your emotions can help you or your, emotion, your emotions can hurt you depending on how you're using them or how they're impacting you. When I think about time, managing our time and starting the day the way you, you've got a, you know, a ritual, a morning ritual, it's really the domino that is going to set the direction for the rest of the day. And we just see it. I see it in my life over and over again. I know you see it in yours and maybe there are some specific things you can talk about even from a psychological standpoint that when you knock out a win first thing in the day, because, Hey, last night I put my list together and I knew exactly when I woke up at five o'clock, I was going to do a, B, C, D. And at by 7 AM I have done a, B, C, D and I did them well. That's a big win to start the day. And that's when I say that's the domino that sets the direction for the rest of the day. Then all of a sudden, things start to get easier because you're now in this process of having influence over what you control and, and doing it well and, and finding success, even in the little things, as you said. Yeah. I, for me, uh, I have worked at and constantly tried to improve how I manage my time for at least 50 years now. And one of the things I've concluded is that there's not one formula or one system that works for everybody. I'm not even sure that there's one formula or system that works for one person all the time. Uh, I think you have to constantly evaluate why are you working to manage your time? What do you want to get out of it? And what's the best system that will help you do that? I'm, I'm going to give you a quick review of my morning routine because it's, I think it's the most valuable time manager I have. But I want to preface it by saying it's mine. And it may not work for somebody else, but it's really created a wonderful rhythm for me. First thing when I get up in the morning is I, um, I get my coffee going. That's part of what makes me look forward to getting out of bed is I know I'm going to have a cup of coffee. And I build a thankful or a gratitude list. So I look at yesterday's schedule and what happened. And I write down things that I'm grateful for that happened yesterday. And I'm averaging somewhere between seven to 10 things a day. And sometimes it's, it's a great conversation I had with somebody. Sometimes it's the fact that we have central heat or central air conditioning. Sometimes it's that my wife and I got to take a walk or that we had a really good dinner together. But I, I build that list and I, I create a new list every week. And at the end of each week, I look back over everything that I'm grateful for that happened that week. You know what ends up happening, Dale, is at the end of the year, I end up with gratitude lists that are somewhere close to 2,000 things that I'm thankful for. For me, that is a valuable investment in my time because the way I condition my mind sets the pattern for everything that happens after that. Next, I do my reading. And I'm a, I'm a 
I'm a person of faith, so my reading at this time in the morning is always four chapters out of the Bible. I've been through the Bible over and over and over again. Every time I read something, I say, why did you never read that before? I thought you read this because I see new things. I see new ideas every time I go through it. The third thing for me is I have a pretty disciplined prayer list, and I have a different group that I pray for every day of the week. I'm not going to go into details. I've never added up the number, but I know it's well over a thousand people that I'm praying for each week. And I do that first of all, because it reminds me of them and what their value is to me, how much I appreciate them. It stirs my heart toward these people that I want to care for. But I also believe in answered prayer. The next thing I do after that is I take a look at my task list. Now, my task list is dynamic. It's always changing all through the day. And when I put things into my task list, I assign the day and the time that I'm expecting I'm going to do them. But now when I get to the, this part in my morning, and I know it would be better if I did it the night before, but I've never been able to get into that rhythm. Now I might have 30 or 40 things on the list for the day. And I first decide, I look at them and decide, are any of these that I should not be doing today? And I move them to another date. Some of them I say, I don't care about that anymore. I get rid of them. So I, I first clean it up and refine it. Then I have organized it based on looking at my calendar, what time in the day I'm going to address those things. And for me, because I'm, I'm notoriously somebody who overcommits and then under delivers, and I'm trying to reverse that. My goal now, and this is very personal to me, but my goal is to not have anything on that task list that will not be checked off in that day so that I'm not filling my mind with things that are overcommitments. I can always go look at the future if I get through a day and I still have more time, but I can't tell you what joy it gives me when I check off that last thing each day, because I'm winning the battle against my tendency to overcommit when I do that every day. So after I've done all that, then I'll take a quick look at my email to see if there's anything that's an emergency that I have to respond to right away. And now it's ready for me to get up and get ready for the day. So that's that, that routine has given me tremendous strength and a tremendous sense that I'm living each day on purpose. So let's talk tactically. Is this routine written out on a piece of paper? I noticed uh, before we hit the record button, we were talking about something and, and you talked about the number of ideas, podcast ideas, and you went straight to your phone. You had a list there. What are you, are you using apps or using a calendar? Do you just schedule this out in the calendar as a list? What, what does it look like? Yeah. Uh, so apps are there to serve us, not for us to serve them. And I've, I've played around with a lot of task management apps. And the one that I've used for the last four or five years is pretty simple. It's actually reminders on my iPhone. It's an app that comes with your phone. And I figured out how to create multiple lists so I can have a different list for each project and inside those lists, you can have tasks and then you can have subtasks. So I can go three levels deep where I identify what I want to do, what the priority level is for it, and when I'm going to work on it. I can have when I want to be reminded versus when it needs to be done. I can do all that. So I will say that that served me quite well. However, I now have over 900 items that are unfinished in that app. I don't know. I've got 10, oh, at least 10,000 completed items in that app. I don't, I never look at the completed stuff unless I am just curious. 
this is just stuff that I haven't done yet. And what I've discovered, and if somebody from Apple is uh, watching or listening and can help me with this, I'd love for them to reach out to me. But it seems like I'm overloading the system because some of the things that it's supposed to do, it doesn't do consistently. Like I have some things that I repeat every day. I have one task that comes up every morning at 7.30. What am I going to do today to make it a day worth living? And when I open up that task, it has my values listed. It has the values by which I want to govern my own behaviors and the values by which I want to relate to other people. To me, living my values is how I make today a day worth living. The problem is I have it repeating every day. And sometimes when I click it as completed for today, it keeps popping back up again. <laughs> so that's a glitch in the software that I think is happening because I've overloaded the system. I don't know for sure. So I'm getting ready to experiment with a different app. And I'm, I will experiment with it for three months. I'll only move some of my things over there. I'm not going to take too big of a risk. And if it works well, then I will integrate everything into that. And that, boy, that, that may be the most, the biggest thing that I do in 2021 or the most important thing I do if I make that migration. Because I don't want systems that take too much of my attention. I want systems that become second nature to me. So that the system's serving me instead of me spending time serving the system. I, I, I'm going to, I said, I want to be more personal. David Allen wrote a great book called Getting Things Done Years Ago. And I think he's just a great expert around task management. So I bought his app, Getting Things Done. But the problem was I had to do too many keystrokes. And so I wouldn't stay consistent with it. It would fall behind. So one of the keys for me for an app that works is it's got to have a minimum number of keystrokes so that it's serving me instead of me serving it. So that's just an example of how I wrestle with managing time. Yeah, I'm struggling in trying to use an app called Todoist, T-O-D-O-I-S-T. Probably need to invest that time to really learn it well, but at this point, it's it's not habitual for me. So yeah, it's it's a struggle. And I think it's a struggle for all of us. How how much does your morning ritual change? How fluid is it? How what kind of a, a living document is it? Would you say? Um, well, it's all it's all documented, and um, one of the things that I do during that time. I, I think I maybe forgot to bring this up. I do this before I look at my tasks, Af after my prayer list and before I look at my tasks. On Monday and Tuesday, I have a definition of what it means for me to have integrity as a positional leader. And I have notes under what are the rules of my positions. Where any, any organization that I have authority in, what are the rules that I should make sure that I follow? Secondly, I look at what are the um, results that reflect superior performance in this position. And third, I look at what are the key relationships that I need to invest in and nurture for this position. I look at that list every Monday and Tuesday. Sometimes I'm just reading through what I have. Other times I'm adding ideas about how to build more value, build more wholeness in that. Wednesday and Thursday, I look at what I'm striving to be as an expert leader. And I have long lists of thought lead. I probably have, because I it's around leadership and innovation and culture and strategy and something called axiology. And I have thought leaders under each one of those. So I have at least 50 thought leaders that I'm following 
under those topics. I look at that every Wednesday and Thursday. Again, some weeks I'm just looking at it. Other weeks I'm adding to it. I've been, I've been journaling a lot in that section about culture right now. I'm planning to start doing some more writing on culture next year. And then uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I look at what does it mean to be, to me to be a character leader. And that's where I take a deeper dive into my, uh, the values by which I govern myself and the values by which I relate to other people. And again, to be personal and still respectful of people who have a different belief system, every one of those values in my list, I have uh, verses from the Bible that I connect to those values. This is why I want to be a person who's personally accountable. This is why I want to be a person who's loyal. This is why I want to be an encourager. Every one of the, I've got 14 values, seven for how I govern myself, seven for how I relate to others. In every one of those, I'm, I'm anchoring it deeper and deeper into my thinking and into my behaviors by looking at that Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So that's also part of my morning routine. So all that stuff is documented, but I've got the routine so that it's second nature. Now it was each one of those was a separate habit that I just kept linking on top of each other to get to this point. And that's why it takes me two hours. How did you arrive at that place? I think I'm, I'm thinking about the person who doesn't necessarily have a morning routine right now. And they're watching this thinking, okay, but I don't even know where to start. Yeah. So for the person who wants to know where to start. If it's hard for you, I started this back in probably 1978, and it was 30 minutes in the morning. And if it's hard for you, either listen to uh, some kind of a training program on, on uh, Audible or something like that, or read a book for 30 minutes. That's how I start. I started by listening to a time management course 30 minutes every morning because I wanted to get better at time management. Didn't take me long. It was eight audio cassettes back then. Didn't take me long to get through it, but I'm still using some of those things that I learned today. So start with something where it's, it's not so much self-created, but you're taking that time and using what somebody else has already learned. And if you want a place to start, I'm going to encourage you to get growing influence uh, because I think it's a great way for somebody to start. So you can either read the book, you can get it in hardcover, you can get it in any of the ebook formats, or you can get it on Audible. And at 30 minutes a day, you'll probably read it in less than two weeks. That's a great place to start. So we are, um, I think we're past the 30 minute mark for yeah. the length of time we've been talking and we've only hit um, ha half of what you wanted to talk about today. I'm going to recommend that we bring this episode to a close and do part two for the next episode. So the next episode, we basically, this was a focus on managing our time well, and what does that look like? And it really starts with those first minutes of your day, whether it's 30 minutes, 60 minutes, 120 minutes, those first minutes of your day are what really matter to get the day started well and managing time. The second one is going to be managing our emotions that we'll jump into during our next episode. Does that work for you, Ron? Yeah, that sounds great. And I've enjoyed this conversation. Thank you. So have I, and uh, good reminders, good things to start working on. Uh, this is the Complete Leader Podcast, the podcast available wherever you're 
listening to your favorite podcast. Hopefully uh, you have subscribed to this podcast. If you would rate and review it, we would be most grateful. Also, you can check out the video, video version. Uh, this is all at thecompleteleader.org is the website to find. And we promise to give you those email addresses once again, Ron, R-O-N, at price-associates.com. And info, I-N-F-O, at daledixonmedia.com, how to reach either one of us in our respective roles. So we would love your feedback, love to hear from you, uh, reach out. And with that, we're going to talk about managing our emotions on the next edition of the Complete Leader Podcast, everything you need to become a high-performing leader. Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online, thecompleteleader.org.